going to take a break from Luke this morning. Lord willing, I'll be able to come back to that again next week and continue our series of studies in the book of Luke. But this morning I want to look at the 14th chapter of Revelation. Revelation chapter 14. And while you're turning there, allow me to read these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I love the spring, don't you? Everything's green. Kathy and I were taking a little drive here the other day, and, and it was just so beautiful, everything being green like it is. We were, we, it, was, it was interesting how you could see where some of the rain had missed certain areas. It was already starting to turn yellow, and then look up on the hill, and you could see where the rain had gone through, and everything was still green up there. But on the side over here, it was turning yellow. Poppies are popping out everywhere. This morning I was standing outside and a bunch of the Canadian geese flew by over the top and they were just honking and singing. And the little birds out here. This is such a beautiful place to live. I tell you, I'm, we are so blessed to be able to live here. Thank you. Thank you for your physical and your financial support to this little place here in the woods allowing Kathy and I to live here. What a blessing it is for us to live here. Hearing the birds chirp and sing, songbirds. You get a, you ever get a tune in your heart you just can't get it out? There's a lot of rock and roll tunes that do that. One of, one of my favorite tunes that I just can't seem to get out of my head sometimes, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that God would save a wretch like me. What an amazing tune. What a what a song. It never gets old, does it? I pray that it never gets old to you. Sometimes folks we can get wrapped up in our little world's camp. We've got a lot going on. Sometimes we just get in our little routine and go on doing about what we're doing. Sometimes it blinds us to the things around us. Oh, how I pray this morning the Lord may lay upon your heart a message of a new song. Was it just new when the Lord first saved you or is it new every day? Do you get out of bed every morning thinking, Lord, thank you? You know, that's what songs are. That's the oldest communication there is in the world. The Psalms were songs. Mike's poems they may not have music to them, but they're read as a poem, as a rhyme, as a song. 
What a communication. You know, they used to write ballads back in the old days about their heroes. You know? Or, or not all of them were heroes either. Some of them were, were uh, less than hero, you might say. <laughs> the ballad of Billy the Kid. They were songs. One of the oldest ways to communicate that God has given us to communicate in this world. We speak. We can speak through a song. We act out. We draw pictures. And in today's age, we even communicate electronically. But I'm taking you back this morning to a communication that has been around for a long, long time. Look with me, if you would, in Revelation 14, beginning at verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne before the four beasts and the elders and no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth what is this new song and who are the 144,000 redeemed of the earth I want to first talk about these 144,000 now there are men who are wiser than I am about numbers and, and they'll spend, you can, you can hear them, you can find them wherever you want to look for them. Men who know that, you know, certain numbers mean certain things. For instance, the, the number seven uh, is, is a, supposedly a picture of God's perfect, complete completion. He created the earth in seven days, and they can go about throughout scriptures and show you how different numbers mean different things. It comes down to this. Throughout Scripture, God has used His Word as pictures. Pictures, painted pictures, drawn out pictures for us to see. 144,000 is a figure. It's a picture. It's a type. It's a picture of God's chosen people. It's a picture of this. Our Lord says in John chapter 6, verse 37, He says, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. That's what the 144,000 is a picture of. It's a picture of God's complete, all of those for whom he died on the cross. It's not a picture for all of mankind. If Christ died for all of mankind, then all mankind would be saved. We know that's not true, don't we? The 144,000 are God's elect those that he predestinated before the foundation of the world as we see in Ephesians chapter 1 those that he had chosen in his son before anything was ever created those for whom his son would come to this world 
manifest himself in the flesh and die on the cross to pay their sins, to redeem his people. That's the 144,000. Our Lord calls them my sheep. He tells us that they hear his voice, that they know him, and they will hear no other, and they follow him. Israel is another picture of that very thing, another type of those who are redeemed, those who are called the elect of God. Israel was chosen out of all the nations of the world in their day to be the ones who would carry the oracles of God, the ones who would receive the law of God, the ones who would be favored of God. How many times do we read in the Old Testament where Israel, who was so small, couldn't do anything, was about to lose in a, a, a fight, in a, in a, a war, and the Lord came in and moved upon it and won the war for them. The whole idea of the Lord separating, spreading, opening up the Red Sea so that they would walk on dry land was the picture of God delivering His elect out of the bondage of Egypt, the bondage of sin. In Jeremiah 33, verse 22, we read these words, As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measure. And then in Hosea 1, verse 10, we read these words, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea. So we can see by that very word that the Lord, the Lord gives us here in Hosea God's elect are more than 144,000 there's more than the sand of the sea these 144,000 are described in verses 4 and 5 look at that if you would with me Revelation 14 beginning at verse 4 these are they which are not defiled with women for they are virgins they are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These are redeemed from among men, being the first fruits of God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before, before the throne of God. Whew. That's a big order to fill, isn't it? Is there anyone here without fault before God this morning? You can raise your hand too if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. No fault, Roger. No fault before God. You know of anyone who can fit the description that we read there? How can one be without fault before the throne of God? We can see the answer in that over in Revelation. Here's the answer to that very thing. That question, who can be without fault before God? Or chapter 5, verse 9. How? How can one be without fault before the throne of God? Look here, Revelation chapter 5, beginning at verse 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by 
thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. God Almighty was manifest in the flesh. He shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people. The people of God, so many that they cannot be counted as the sand of the sea, cannot be counted or two, are referred to as 144,000 that's spoken of back in chapter 14. They can stand before the throne of God as virgins, those who have no guile in their mouths, those who have no fault because of this Lamb, because the one who has redeemed us unto himself. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. This is the new song that we sing, and that's the title of this morning message, a new song. The songbirds have come out and sing a new song. We sing the new song every morning. The mercies of God are new to us every day, are they not? Folks, if they're not to you, you need to look at yourself and examine yourself. Am I in the faith of God? Do I believe Jesus? Do I believe all of His Word? If you do, then His mercies are new every day. Every day. Wait a minute, John. Didn't we read back in verse 3 of Revelation 14, were we not told no man can learn this new song but the 144,000 which were redeemed? Turn over. Mark your place in Revelation 5, would you? Mark your book there. Put a piece of paper or something. And turn over to the 40th Psalm. Psalms number 40. Well, if no man can learn it, then who are those that sing it? To be born again... Is, an impos- is as impossible as a camel that can go through the eye of a needle. Think about that. That's how impossible that is. Our Lord, with men, our Lord told Nicodemus, don't fret over being, uh, uh, of what I said about being born again. It's as the wind bloweth. You, you can hear where it comes from. You can see where it's going, but but you don't know where it came from. You can hear it, but you don't see where it's coming from. So is the way the Spirit of God in bringing them in and giving men new life. With men, this is impossible, he says, but with God, all things are possible. We must be taught of God by God Himself. Who can, who can only come to God when one has been given life to come? Look at verses 1 through 5 of verse of, of, of Psalms 40. I wait patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of, a mire, out of the miry clay, and He set my feet upon a rock. This is the rock our Savior builds His church upon. This is the one that he told Peter, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for my father, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my father. And upon this rock will I build my church and establish my goings, as it says there in verse 2. Set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth 
even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Now look over verses 13 through 17. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward to put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for the reward of their shame that say unto me, Aha! Let those that seek thee rejoice to be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. That's our new song. That's the song we sing. The Lord be magnified. Our sister Sarah thought she had lost her well pump. That's a pretty expensive thing. It cost us 3000 when we lost ours uh, the year before Pastor Gene left. $3,000 to replace that little tube that goes down into the ground and sucks water out. She thought hers had gone out. It's pretty old. Her neighbor came over and he said, you know you got water running under the ground coming out from a plant? She goes, no, I didn't. They went out there and they found out it wasn't a pump. It was a broken line. Praise the Lord is the first thing that came out of her mouth. Yeah, that's a pretty good praise, all right. That's a pretty good praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for all things. Praise the Lord for our trials, huh? I know the trials we go through when we go through them are pretty tough to go through. Not sure where we're supposed to go. Not sure what we're supposed to do. Praying for the Lord to show us. God's people will come to the point of praise God for everything that happens to us eventually. Everything. Let the Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy. The Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, O my God. Now that we can see who those are who sing this new song, what is this new song that they sing? We've been singing it. Ever since I started this message, we've been singing it. Who is it that's in charge of those birds flying around singing the new songs this morning? It's our Lord and Savior. The very one who's in charge of everything that happens. We've heard it said over and over again, the dust we see in the window, we see the dust particles floating in the air. All of that is ordered and sure by our God. The new song that declares the sovereign rule of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ, the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of His people, Jesus Christ, my God, that's what the song is. That's the new song. We didn't ever sing that song before. Before it was the song of, look at me, what I am doing. My works are bringing me to God. God will accept me because of what I've done. I've made a decision for Jesus. He has to accept me. That was the song at one point for some. 
Others were the point where I've gone into the box and I've told them all of my sins. I'm resolved of my sins. That was the song of one time. Every one of those religious beliefs outside of the true and living God is a religion of works. What's the first thing in works? Man. That was our song before. Man. Me. I may not have attended services at any religious function, but John had his own religion of John. Some of you understand that exactly, don't you? What is our new song? The Son of the living God loves me and gave himself for me. The Son of the living God has provided everything I need to be with him for eternity. The Son of the living God laid down his life and paid for all my debt. The Son of the living God came to me when I was dead in trespasses and sin and gave me life to hear his voice. And the power of that life He gave me hears His voice. My sheep hear my voice. The Son of the living God redeemed me to the Father. He is my God. That's the new song. Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 to 30, 32 to 30. I put 32 down twice. Whosoever there shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father. Who do you confess? To men? To women? To those that cross your path in this life? Who is it that you confess? The hardest thing for me to do is to keep my mouth shut when I hear people say, God is wanting. God is waiting for you. I have family members who said that just this morning on Facebook and I just it took every ask Kathy she heard me she said oh I better just hold my tongue we opened a big old can of worms to that those folks and they're not going to hear they're not going to hear it not unless the Lord brings them under the preaching of the true gospel just as he brought you and I the same way he brings every one of his people under the preaching of the true gospel the gospel of Christ and Him crucified. That's how the Lord saves His people. That's how He gives them ears to hear. Whosoever shall confess Me before men, him will I confess also before My Father. That's the new song. But our Lord doesn't stop there. He says this right after that. But whosoever shall deny Me before men, him will also, I also deny before My Father which is in heaven. This is our new song. Once I was in a deep pit, as we read in Psalms 40 there. I was in a deep pit, miry clay. You know what miry clay is? That's the kind of, you ever step in clay and it sucks your shoes right off your feet? That's what miry clay is. It just grabs a hold of you and pulls you down. It's almost like quicksand. My Lord brought me out of that just as He brings each and every one of His people. He brings us out of the miry clay, clay the, the very clay that we loved, the darkness that we loved walking in because it hid what we truly were. No one else could see my wickedness. 
but I could. The new song is this. I have nothing, nothing to offer the, the thrice holy God. Everything I have is but dung. It's like bloody rags. To be thrown aside, to be wasted, to be thrown out. That's me. That's everything that we come to God with in this flesh. That's the new song. The new song is a song that God chose me. I didn't choose Him and I know I, didn't, I wouldn't have chosen Him. Thank God for choosing me. Thank God for choosing some. The new song is atonement. Christ's blood accomplished what it was set out to do. To pay the price of His people for their sins. Not maybe, not might. It did what the Lord intended it to do. It, it did what He had purposed it for, to give it for. It washed us clean as snow. We stand before God right now with no guile in our mouth. The mouth of our spirit. The spirit that loves God because He first loved us. The new song, the new song is the song of praise for drawing me, for calling me unto Himself. And the new song is eternal. I can never, ever, ever be lost. Paul says, I am confident. I say, I am confident. Why? Why? Because God's Word, God's Word has said so. Nothing can separate me from the love of God which is in my Savior Christ Jesus. We sing a song the world does not know. It's called the Gospel. Look over at Psalms 98. Look over at Psalms 98. We sing the story of the God of all power the God of our salvation, a song He has given us when, we took up, when He took up residence in a new heart, given to us by Him. It's all of Him. All glory is His. We sing of Him. Listen to the song here in 98. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. For He hath done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm hath gotten Him the victory. That's our Lord and Savior. He could not lose. He got the victory. Verse 2, The Lord hath made known His salvation. His righteousness hath He openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered His mercy and His truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp and with the harp and the voice of the psalm. With trumpets and sound of cornet, make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for He commendeth to judge the earth. With righteousness shall He judge the world and the people with equity. 
Listen to these words from Romans chapter 15, verse 6. That ye may with one mind and of one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore receive you one another as Christ also received us the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision of the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. In Hebrews 2 we read these words. For both he that sanctifieth and they that are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Do you confess with your heart who the Lord is? What comes from the mouth comes from the heart. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praises unto thee. Look back again, if you would, at Revelation 5. Revelation 5, beginning at verse 11, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times, ten thousand and thousands of thousands. That sound more like the sands of the sea to you? Sure does, doesn't it? saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb. This is our new song. Worthy is the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, here's the sovereignty of God right here. Everything, every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. What is your song? Is it still about you? I find it interesting how often those who claim to be Christians can tell you when they followed Christ. I made a decision to follow the Lord 1972 been following him ever since what is your song is it about you or has the Lord given you a new song listen to these words from Isaiah 25 1 O Lord thou art my God is he your God is he your Lord has he made himself your Lord in your hearts O Lord, Thou art my God. I will exalt Thee. I will praise Thy name, for Thou hast done wonderful things 
Thy counsels are of old and are faithfulness and truth. There's a day coming, folks. I know. Today we battle the flesh, we battle the sin that still exists in our flesh. But there's a day coming. Some of us closer than others. When we'll sing that song perfectly. O Lord, Thou art my God. Amen.